So I, I think the best thing for us to do to start off with is if we tell the people a little bit about ourselves. Yep. Do you want to go first? Good way to go. Uh, so I'm Ash. I'm originally from the Isle of Wight, and I'm a graphic design student from Brighton. Um, I also do freelance work in my free time. I mainly focus on sort of promotion and branding, uh, also a bit of social media management sort of stuff. Uh, so my name's Matt, I'm also from the sunny Isle of Wight, um, I'm also a student down here in Brighton, I study economics down here. Um, my interest is within the digital marketing world as well, um, co-founded a cool company around that, um, and I've just always had like a general interest in being my own kind of boss and stuff, you know, which is everyone's dream I guess. Yeah, I mean, everyone wants to work for themselves one yeah, day and not have to worry about hours or, yeah, work under the man, I guess. So, uh, we've decided to um, start a podcast here. We're going to call it the MASH Podcast. We're going to throw a lot of different elements in here, really focusing on internet culture um, and just kind of stuff that we kind of feel our generation talks about day in, day out, um, but give our two cents on the issues and... Just, just have a bit of a chat about it, really. Um, you know, it's going to be really informal. We might not be right all the time, but we hope you enjoy just listening to our rambles. And throughout the weeks, we're going to have some guests on, um, family, friends, people we think you might enjoy their opinions on. Sounds a good place to start. Yeah, okay, so we picked a few topics for today. Um, both of us kind of interested in the digital marketing world and kind of what's going on there. We've got a couple of topics about Facebook, um, one about Amazon, which is quite cool, and then something that's been quite interesting this week, a topic about the Banksy art piece um, that was auctioned off. Um, so we're going to start off with one of the two topics about a Facebook thing this week. Um, and the, the first topic we're going to start talking about here today is um, a topic about Facebook um, and more specifically something we've already kind of seen with Snapchat um, in the Snap Maps kind of world, um, which is a feature that came out, must have been about like a year ago or more now. Um, yeah, I think it's quite yeah, a while it's now. Been out it's a while now. A, um, I mean, for people like us, I mean... Straight away, it was a massive thing because it's a way of like see where people are, you can always yeah. catch people out, and that was like a bit of a scare thing for us growing up, I guess. Yeah, like Snapchat had that really cool feature of the um, the best, best friends feature, so you kind of see like who was lurking around with who, you know, what people were doing, uh, which is <laughs> always then, quite cool. It's like a noisy yeah, yeah, definitely. And then they almost throw at you that there's a map with everyone on it, yeah, you can get proper nosy, mm, yeah, which, yeah. yeah. Um, I love lurking, so for me personally, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Facebook have come out recently and they have said they are looking at doing a similar thing. Um, they are looking at incorporating it within their um, Facebook story feature. So again, you know, you could say Facebook stories is a bit of a chip off the block off of um, what Snapchat had. And then Facebook took over to Instagram as well, which has actually been quite successful to be fair. 
Personally, I, I really like yeah. Snapchat. I quite like Snapchat like Instagram stories, stories sorry, yeah. as well. And Instagram stories, yeah. I find Instagram stories, people kind of use that to show their um, imperfect side of their feed. So, like, your usual feed will show, um, like, the best front of yourself. Yeah, and your Instagram story will be the stuff where it's still cool and you want to share with the world, but maybe not cool enough to be seen all the time like almost like uh, behind the feed sort of thing yeah like, behind the scenes maybe you don't want to like people are quite into keeping a feed uh keeping a certain theme and i guess like behind the scenes it's another way it's almost like a private instagram but using your story in that way yeah i feel that so um facebook as we said have um came out saying they are testing a new snap map styled feature um which aims to help you find your nearby friends um and this is being confirmed by sources such as TechCrunch, which, you know, shows it's got some establishment behind it. Um, and Facebook have come out and said, you know, this is something they're working on. Um, so slightly different to Snap Maps, the map doesn't give you an exact pinpoint um, location to where you are, which I think a lot of people would be quite happy about, you know, considering like the Cambridge Analytica um, issue that yeah. came up a while ago. Facebook have been proper. Um, on the ropes um, in terms of what people think of them um, and how they use yeah. their data. I feel like in you know, a sort of the reputation they have at the minute, a lot of people will be sceptical about it. Because already yeah. people feel like that, especially like you see how a lot of, especially the older generation, don't really know how like cookies work and things like that. So they already think at the moment because they get certain ads, they think they're being spied on, let alone having a location. Yeah, yeah, and no, I feel that. Um, like you look at Facebook's like key demographics, not many people our age, you know, that kind of high teen, you know, low twenties, tend to use Facebook as much as they did, you know. Five, ten years ago. I mean, I remember I used to come home from um, you know middle school time. I was straight on Farmville, you know. I'll get my Crocs in. But nowadays, Instagram is very much the dominant um, platform for myself and yourself as well. And just general people you know, you don't say let's connect via Facebook anymore. It's like, what's your Instagram handle? We had this chat the other day. We were talking about sort of contacting people, maybe in a dating context. No one asks for a number, no one asks to link yeah. up on Facebook anymore. It's all either, I guess, as far as numbers go, maybe WhatsApp, but it's all like Instagram, yeah. DM, Snapchat. I mean, it just it doesn't wait for anyone. Anyone left behind, like, say, the only people I can say use Facebook for everything would be my parents, grandparents. Yeah, my mum loves a bit of Facebook. She does love it. So, um, yeah, so, so that's kind of something that's come up. Um, I think it has a lot of, you know, it could go distance i suppose but i don't feel it's really needed for like i don't think i'd use the facebook snap maps as of such over the original snap maps just because snap maps was there first i'm familiar with it you don't really use the maps thing for anything that you need to do it's only so if like you know we found if you're out at a festival or an event yeah. maybe you've lost your friends you're like oh where they are yeah. You open up your snap maps, you see they're kind of over in that direction. Yeah, yeah. Or it's a good way to, like, if you've got a friend on their way, yeah, 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 to see of, how far away they especially are. Especially with our yeah. friends, they're very unreliable. This is true. Bad with time. Or if you've got friends come down to meet you at uni and stuff, like, you kind of judge how far away they are. Or just seeing who's out on a night out, that's quite, that's really like the only really use is like, yeah, snap maps. Definitely. But, um, you know, Facebook might bring something different to the table. So I'm quite looking forward to seeing what they do with that. Um, we won't knock it out of the park yet, but hopefully 
you know, they don't do a favour with location and stuff and tell that's you right. exactly where I'd, you are. I'd have to say, opt out well. yeah, opt out, that's important. But I'd say I'm a little bit reserved uh, simply because the accessibility of Snapchat is so easy. Yeah. I go on Snapchat every day. Yeah. Everyone has it. Everyone puts their maps on because it's almost like a thing, like, you sort of let people know what you're doing, where you are. Yeah. Uh, and for me, Facebook stories, I don't use them. I don't I personally know anyone who uses story. them. No. It's, it's just all down to Snapchat and Instagram for me. Yeah, I feel that. I feel like we're always in a connected world nowadays. I find it's really hard to um, not be in a connected world now. Like, I feel like we've been involved in social media for such a long time now that if we didn't have it, on us 24-7 how we do um it just seemed like a really weird space you know we, you know we're all guilty of it you know spending hours and hours sat there scrolling for our phones you know i'm sure if we clicked on our settings and had a look at how much time we spent on these apps i it, don't want to you know our kind of jobs revolve around you know the digital space yeah so maybe more, we're on it more so than others but uh, yeah still, it's it can't be as healthy as um Definitely like. not. I mean, I definitely like to distance myself from it a little more. But the job <coughs> that I want to go into, the job I do, combined with my course, means that I have to spend a lot of time in front of yeah. the computer screen. And like, accessibility just makes that. Like, the easier you can make it, the better. I don't want to have multiple apps for yeah. like, one thing. It's like we talked about the other day. Like, everything nowadays goes through a Facebook account. So, m so many apps connect via... Like, when you, you sign up for one, it says, oh, would you like to connect via Facebook? It's so much easier doing that than signing up your email, helping with details and again. It's just hassle. Definitely. And then, obviously, we found out last week um, that Facebook had another breach of their data, so a lot of people, a lot of hackers got data via Facebook's third-party apps, so things that you would have done the signing via Facebook. Yeah, and um, I mean, if you push that months down the line, that could have had location, that could have had... Yeah. Exactly and off the top right. of my head, I couldn't, possibly couldn't think of what that might mean, but I guess having people's locations, that could possibly lead to... There are some weird people. There are some very weird people. And I mean, if people can use that to access, to find people, like, it might even take stalking to a new level. Like, it, It's a scary thought, but at the same time, I mean, innovation, it's going to happen at some point. And hopefully Facebook do something interesting. With yeah, it. I think we're in a really interesting time. Like, innovation is kind of, it's, it's taken over massively. So I feel like, you know, 100 years ago, Innovation was more a case of, well, probably even a little bit further back, you know, innovation was there for things that as a species we would have needed. So, yeah, you know, so like improve quality of life. Improve so. the quality of life. But now we're just kind of bettering those things we've made, if you see what I'm saying. And it's, it's almost through an entertainment factor that innovation is definitely taking an interesting turn. And like looking back just in my lifetime, you know, we're only 20, but looking back 10 years ago, looking at things we used to do. So we used to have to dial up internet for the Nintendo DS to like play Mario Kart and stuff. Whereas nowadays, you know, kids just hit a button and they're online playing with like thousands of yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we're the perfect generation. I remember being a kid. Climbing trees <coughs> and stuff. Yeah, I was, I'd go out, <laughs> no idea about technology. My dad was a businessman. He had like the latest phone even back then. It was still yeah. a black and white phone. Yeah. On these flippings, um, my yeah. And then I got my first one, I played a bit of Space Invaded and stuff on yeah, there, you know, but, and then you just think of the point yeah. right now, and we've grown up with that, it's crazy. 
Yeah, it's interesting, it's interesting. Moving on, so the other topic we're going to talk about is Facebook again. Um, They've announced this week they are testing a new setting that would share your location from your history of Instagram. So when you do a post on Instagram, uh, nine times out of ten you'll drop a location pin, whether that be for an actual post that's on your feed, um, you'll take your geolocation, or even on stories you can drop a location. And basically, Facebook is testing um, this setting. They would basically take all that information from Instagram, pop it in Facebook's pocket. Bear in mind, Facebook is now the parent company of Instagram after they acquired it a few years ago. Um, So I thought that was quite interesting, especially after the two co-founders of Instagram left um, a couple of days ago. um, And then their kind of position has been replaced. So the new head of Instagram is the old... Um, Facebook's vice president of news feeds. Okay. Um, so, you know, that's all quite cool. How how does that tie in? I don't know too much about this part. Is this is this part of the uh, Facebook maps, or is this something completely? Separate? I think it's something completely different, but oddly, it does go hand in hand. Mm. Um, and obviously, more people. You know, Instagram's huge. You know, arguably, Definitely. Instagram is probably the biggest um, social network platform in terms of popularity and mm-hmm. you know how much people value that Definitely. of this generation you know I wouldn't have no problem losing Facebook I wouldn't have no problem losing Snapchat but Instagram I really enjoy you know I don't post all the time but I think as a way of really connecting with people and kind of like just seeing what people are up to Instagram is probably yeah. my favorite you know yeah. and, and the, just the aesthetics of how it looks how I mean, it has everything. It has everything. Like, you can keep up with your friends. You can sort of like see what everyone's doing. All these crazy things that you wouldn't yeah. see for yourself. It's got memes. It's got pictures of dogs. I mean, it's got everything. Instagram is kind of coming to go to. It's absorbed elements from Snapchat. It's absorbed elements, elements from Facebook. You know, it's got the messaging service. It's kind of almost a really nice compact um, package. Um, but yeah, no, that's kind of interesting to see like what Facebook are going to do with that. Again, there's people's worries of, you know, that's my data, what are you kind of doing with it? Yeah. Um, and it, I just find it interesting how Facebook are now really trying to make Instagram maybe a bit more Facebooky in terms of the scale between Facebook and Instagram. It's just tilting that indicator a bit more Facebooky now that the co-founders yeah. are there. I feel like the the last big like sort of Facebook shift to Instagram was adding uh, the option to slide on photos. Yeah. So it's almost like the sort of Facebook album style. Okay, you can just go saying. through like an yeah. album of photos. So if you've gone um, <coughs> on holiday, mm-hmm. uh, people tend to like spread their holiday posts out so they're not like, their feed isn't filled with one thing. Yeah. You can now just post that in an order. And it even changes as you're scrolling up and down. Every now and then it will swap. It won't always yeah, be the same Yeah, that was a really cool algorithm. That I really like that. And I feel like that was They're trying to keep it fresh all the time. They're trying yeah. to keep it... Because um, every social media platform's job is to try and keep you on that platform for as long mm-hmm. as possible. And they can shove more ads down your throat. And, um, you know, they make more money. But speaking of ads, you know, that's something else Facebook have been really pushy on uh, with the Instagram platform is, you know, how can... They make money from the platform, you know, monetizing it. And obviously that's done in the form of ads, um, you know, sponsorships, that kind of thing. So um, I I imagine we're going to see a lot more of that as, you know, the months come on um, after the departure of the co-founders. You know, Facebook are going to want to 
um, Zuckerberg it up a bit. You know, Zuckerberg is a is a businessman. You know, he he knows what he's doing. He might look a little bit robotic, but um, he's definitely no idiot. Definitely, definitely. I already feel like it is almost quite filled up with ads. Yeah. It's not to a point that it puts me off using no. it. As like Facebook definitely is. It runs on Daniel Friend. I, I scroll down, especially on phone, like I feel like it really isn't user-friendly because yeah. you're scrolling and the ad will be the same size as half of your screen. Do you think that's because like the major difference between Facebook and Instagram is Facebook started on desktops. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, you used to come home, you used to go on the laptop, on the computer, log into Facebook. On a on a you know bigger screen, yeah. whereas Instagram is a mobile first application. Um, so I feel like they should be <clears throat> because it, it it's so old now, and mobile compatibility is such a big thing that if Facebook really wanted it to like work perfectly, they would have that done by now. Yeah, I suppose they have the resources yeah. and everything. The one thing that really throws me off Facebook at the moment, it's been around for a while, but if you're watching a video on Facebook, you could literally be watching that video for. A minute, and then you'll get an advert. That's mm. a silly amount of time. You can't really skip it. It's just annoying. I feel like that is one step too far. And it's just something that's not really needed from a, a consumer's point of view. You know, I get I'm using Facebook, and you know I've got the benefit of doing so. You know, I signed up to it, and you know Facebook have free reign to do whatever the hell they like. But I feel like that's really not user friendly. I didn't mind seeing the ads as I scroll down my feed. Um, but then again, I suppose from an advertiser's point of view, they want you to see the videos, so yeah, they'll pay more I mean, for that. I feel like no matter what amount of money you pay, forcing someone to watch it, like I personally, I get more annoyed with watching a really long ad. It throws me my phone down, and I'll be looking at something else for a second. As well, like for example, YouTube, I feel like they hit the nail on the head. You get your five seconds or four seconds, yeah. and you can skip the ad. It's out the way, and with that, like very often. And um, they are actually, sorry, sorry. I do watch them. Yeah, yeah. They're, um, YouTube released a statement a few weeks ago saying they're looking at getting rid of skippable ads. Oh, okay. I think a lot of people go to those proxy things. Now, yeah, like, do you remember uh, you used to? Ad blocker. Yeah, yeah, ad blocker and I'm stuff. I'm guilty of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> back in middle school kind of days. Definitely. But um, their argument for that was advertisers will pay more money, um, which makes sense. You know, if you're going to yeah. watch the video, someone will pay more money for it. Well, I feel like it's very counterproductive because, like you said, more people are just going to use the ad blocker. Yeah. Um, the VPNs and, and just, yeah, I mean, yeah. even Twitch TV, like, yeah. I feel like a lot of creators suffer because of ad block, even though it's like it's uh, free to download, mm. uh, it's legal, it's yeah. fine to use. Yeah, um, it's just more unethical than it is anything else, I guess. Yeah, I feel that because especially when you're taken away from like a creator themselves, yeah, like they're making that content, you know, at yeah. their own time almost, yeah, like, definitely. The fact that. You know, someone's put a blocker on and it basically cuts and, their revenue. And you, as a marketer, like you're going to be yeah. working with people, and in the future, you're you it's could gonna, be personally yeah, affected by yeah. it because it won't be getting, it won't be going to the people that you're pushing your ads yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that, skip, or they'll just be really blocked cool. altogether. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, with ad blocker, you wouldn't know whether it's seen or not. It just gets yeah disregarded. Yeah, like the tally just keeps going. Uh -huh. Shall we move on? Um, so yeah, I feel like we're starting to run. <laughs> um, what the next topic we're uh, gonna have a little chat about is the Banksy art piece. So like it's that one. really famous really like painting um, artwork. I'm not sure how he's made it to be honest, but um, it's the little girl I think with the all love heart balloons. Yeah, they're all sent uh -huh. these cutouts. Uh, so do you want to tell us a little bit about what happened and then go from there? 
So, from what I understand, um, it all started from what I know. I saw a tweet, and it was a clip from Banksy's Instagram. Uh, he's created a shredder in the photo frame for a piece of art, and he basically said that this is just a uh, oh, precaution. Yes, yeah, a precaution or a contingency for if that piece of art was then put up for auction. Uh, the piece of art was auctioned off for a million dollars. I don't know big who it is. Money. Uh, big big money. money, very big money. <laughs> um, and then as soon as the piece was sold, the shredder went off. I don't know if it was remote or was, yeah, there's alarms and stuff. Yeah, so I reckon he might have been something. in the crowd. Someone's live That's stream. Something interesting, Because yeah. he could have been there. Because he might have been watching people bid yeah, for his work. And and no one really knows who he is. No, this is true. But... If like, I think the first thing we should talk about really is how, uh, not even how, uh, why, why I feel personally, he just he didn't want a piece of work that was created to call like for social change or social influence, which almost all of his pieces are, mm -hmm. to be sold as just something like almost a mantelpiece that's just disregarded for its yeah, original purpose. Yeah. I don't think Banksy is the kind of artist that looks for, you know, I might be wrong in this statement, but from my point of view, I don't think he's the kind of artist that looks for monetary, um, you know, rewards for his art. I feel like he does it, like you said, for social change, you know, just to really, um, when he does a bit of artwork, it goes viral, mm -hmm. you know, nine times out of ten. And it starts the conversation, you know, and I think the conversations are the important things here. For example, down in our neck of the woods, down here in Brighton, there's the famous artwork of... Oh, yeah, the policeman kissing. Yeah. See, that's actually a recreation of it. okay. The original was on a pub door, and when oh, the pub got yeah. taken over, they painted over it and moved it up onto that uh, cinema. I think the cinema was open at the time. Yeah, it's not now. Um, <laughs> and it was basically a recreation of that. And a lot of people don't actually know that. I didn't know that, did. No. But again, that sparks the conversation, you know, Brighton, you know, notably very much as a big homosexual community, so I think, you know, it's, it's a fantastic place to have a bit of artwork like that. Definitely. Um, again, sparking the conversation. I just I just think it's quite cool how, you know, someone's obviously paid a lot of money for that, and it gets shredded in front of them, you know, it's a bit of banter really, isn't it? I'll be so busy. You turn up there, you've, you've bidded away on this piece of art. Should I get the exact number? It's taken away from you, yeah, if you have a little look. Um, so it's sold for uh, 1.42 million. Wow. No, it's not exactly a big piece either. No, it's tiny. It's, it's tiny. about, is it, it's about A4, A3, isn't it? Uh, something like that. So it wasn't big. I saw in the video. It wasn't big. So he made it in two thousand and six, back in the day. But do you think that that piece almost is it almost in a way counterproductive in that now no um, that piece it's half hanging out, half of it's still in. It's almost like an art piece in itself that has been half shredded. So but you I feel, feel like, like it could have more value. I feel like the person who paid for it might sort of take this story and run with it. And years down the line, it might be worth even more money. You, you might be right there. Maybe know. not even years down the line, maybe right now. You might yeah. get someone who like, really respects Banksy. Yeah, 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 and they'll pay silly money. And they'll pay Collectors silly money. Pay silly money. Like, yeah. yeah, I see that. You know, just put it in a bigger, bigger frame. Make because, sure there's no shredders in this one. Because from what I saw, it was half shredded. It didn't go all the yeah, way. I didn't see it. 
pretty sure they like, you know, the girl, she got torn in pieces, you know, RIP. Yeah. But the, uh, the balloon's still intact. Yeah, the balloon <laughs> and the arm. The arm, balloon. you know, the strings are there. But I feel like that's a very, uh, almost, it's almost a protest in a way. He doesn't want his art to be made like a commercial yeah. sort of like. Yeah, you stick like it above your fireplace, and then two generations, oh, I got this painting from my grandma. Sort yeah, of. I kind of feel like it's almost his way of still having hold of the artwork. So obviously, yeah. he puts his artwork in really public places, um, and it's you know out there for the public enjoyment. And I feel like the fact that it was being taken out of that public eye, it was going to go almost into a private, private perspective. Yeah. He was like, nah, we're not having that. And I mean, it's almost a bit of a fuck you to the person who paid for it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I mean, you've paid all that money. I guess, fair enough, the money's not left your account, but there's going to be things that know. go what with if, that. Like, like, I wonder if you got charged. Or I don't know. If anyone's listening to this and they know, I would, say, uh, I would love, love to, not, to, love to know more details on yeah. this. Or opinions, like, what do you think? Do you think this is going to... Uh, almost be like I say counterproductive and that it becomes a one of one piece it becomes the one that Banksy tries to destroy and it only went halfway. yeah like people could be writing about this in essays in like 10 years time or even like next year you know some dissertations you know art majors out there you know could be a good topic interesting stuff interesting stuff should we move on to our final topic yeah um, so our last topic today that we wanted to chat about is so Amazon the Big ass e-commerce store online monster. That is monster. We've all used it. Um, we all love it. We all know the the saying. You know, it's probably cheaper on Amazon. Yeah, we're all guilty of it. Um, you know, they're out there doing big things. Um, Bezos at the minute, the CEO, founder. Um, he has raised the minimum wage up to fifteen dollars an hour. That's which crazy. Is crazy. So um, to put things in perspective, according to Google, you know, of course. United States is a lot of states and they will have their own individual um, minimum wage. Um, but across the whole of the United States, supposedly the average is 7.25 US dollars an hour. Wow. So it's over do- you know, double the, the minimum wage, which now that, that is a lot of money That's a to lot people. Of money. You know. And especially with, um, with the sort of disputes that they've had and like the way they treat uh, warehouse workers, yeah. I feel like it almost makes it worth it in a way. You work there for a few years, you sort of make your money and leave if you don't enjoy it. Or maybe you just knuckle down and work because it is a good wage. That's a very good wage. It's silly money, 15 doesn't. For the job. If we're we're talking sort of um, like work for pounds, sort of, if there was an average sort of like the amount of effort and work and qualification you need to get paid that money, that's a a great wage. From my point of view as an economist, or you know, I claim to be, I um I do wonder if it's gonna have a knock on effect throughout the company structure. <coughs> Excuse me, so um, you know, middle management, upper management, are they then gonna be wanting a wage increase because the lower, you know, entry level um employees you know, say if you were a manager and previously <laughs> your staff were on, you know, ten dollars an hour, you were on twelve dollars an hour, now everyone's been bumped up to fifteen. You, you don't want to be on the same wage as the people below you. you know, so that could cause an influx there. I don't think Bezos is really going to care. No. Bezos, I think he's making enough money. You know, he's out there doing his space stuff now. He's it's a sort of company. When, when someone goes, someone fills that space very, very quickly. Yeah, yeah. They, sort of, they bring someone up, bring someone else to replace who was there before. 
you know, sort of it skips that whole training. They've already like, yeah. been in that position yeah. just behind someone. Um, and I mean, personally, to hear that as like someone who's worked since I was fifteen. Yeah, I feel that. Uh, at one point, I was working for three ninety five an hour. And then, um, I mean, the last time I had a job, I was on £5.90 an hour. Right. And that, that, when you're working that hard, that hurts. Like, I've worked yeah. on a building yeah. site, that's hard work. Yeah. Luckily, I've always worked in, like, the uh, service sector. I've had a cushy office job. Yeah. You don't know struggles, bro. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> but, um... You know, I feel like it's a you know, there's a couple of ways to look at this topic. So obviously it's coming up to Christmas months, you know, people start mm-hmm. to buy stuff. Amazon I imagine they're gonna have a silly, silly turnover in this quarter leading into Christmas and from the Christmas period. So it's almost he needs workers. Like let's not be joking around the bush. He he needs people in his uh, warehouses packaging, getting that shit sent out to people. Um so I feel like it's the next step of his sort of like Amazon plan to take yeah. over the world. Yeah. And I don't mean that in a sort of evil leader yeah, yeah, around yeah. the world, but I mean, they do everything. Not compete with them. No, and I don't know, this is another thing, I don't want to go too far away from the wages, but um, have you heard of the Amazon lock? No, no. So this, it's an Amazon door lock, which basically means you'll never miss your delivery ever again. Are you crazy? So they put a lock on your door for you, and when the Amazon delivery driver turns up at your house, they have a card. It's a one-time card. They scan it. They can go in once. <coughs> and they're like, their policy is they open your door as wide as it needs for the parcel. They don't look inside. They put the parcel in. They shut the door. You also have an Amazon camera set up oh, I was just to face your that. door. Okay. Which, from the moment that the card that is scanned, yeah. that camera's live uh-huh. until the door's shut. Uh, okay, so you'll you never miss your delivery ever again. They just want you to buy more shit. And I mean, as of now, I have Amazon Prime personally. Yeah, yeah. Um, everyone in my house uses it. We all use it. Everyone yeah. loves it. Cheers That's up. already next day <laughs> delivery. No problem. No problem. <laughs> um, and I wake up sort of this anywhere from like sort of 10 p.m. to 2 p.m. Yeah, and that, yeah. that's still unbelievable for a kid who grew up and I had to catch a bus into town to buy everything yeah. I needed or wanted. Oh. Go into Argos and write down my number and check the start. Oh, I miss like these catalogs. That's Christmas. unbelievable. What does that mean? No. Bring back the Argos catalogs. When for you Christmas. Start, I used to sit there and write my Christmas list, and my mum and dad yeah, would say what you want. I wouldn't even write the names. Yeah, yeah, write yeah, the, yeah. Ar- the Argos <laughs> number or fold the corner. Of <laughs> the pages. Of yeah, the pages. I like that stuff. I feel that. But Amazon, they're taking over. They they're gonna do everything mm. soon. I think um, you know another edge to it. You know the Amazon storefront. Um, section to the Amazon website. I feel that's almost Bezos's or whoever's come up with it, I'm not sure whose initiative it was, but you know, whoever came up with it, I almost feel it's like their guilty conscious kind of giving back to the local um, local store. You know, if we opened up a shop, you know, down the road, we could not compete with next day delivery. Like there's just no chance, you know. The thing the thing I find really interesting about that is it definitely harms retailers. But it also gives opportunities for people to start a business through Amazon. Yeah. Because you can start your own Amazon stores. You can drop ship. You can do um, product like, uh, what's it? Uh, The way you you push products to people and you get a percentage. Oh, like uh, uh, affiliate marketing. Affiliate, that's it. Um, But you can even set up your own stores through Amazon. Mm -hmm. And I mean, and they give you really good rates on shipping, uh, packaging. 
So I don't feel like they're affecting it in the point that they want to be the only place selling stuff. Yeah. I feel like they're just trying to take it to more of a I feel they almost level. want to be the platform where everyone yeah. is competing. So if you're selling within. through Amazon, they don't care if you're selling because they're getting their cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where if you go to Argos now yeah. and buy something, they're not getting their cut. I almost feel it's like, oh, it's getting a bit bigger, but governments, you know, they tax businesses yeah. to operate. Amazon's Amazon almost up. I want a bit of that. Bezos <laughs> is out there like, Wait, <laughs> give me a bit of that. Give me the government's only got this sorted. You know, he can just sit back, you know, enjoy his life, you know, with uh, what he's doing with the space stuff, just keep doing his thing and just keep receiving paychecks through um, you know, Amazon. I read a, um, a post the other day that said he'd have to spend something like $24 million uh, a day to not get any richer. Wow. I know. And he says he, could, he Bro, couldn't I, spend that much money if he tried. And what wow. I say to that, is you fucking amateur. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I struggled to buy a subway on my way home from uni yeah. without worrying about my bank yeah. balance. Right? If I had that sort of money, I'd find a way to yeah, spend that, that I, I would good. find a way. This man <laughs> doesn't know what yeah. he's got. This boy. This, oh, bro. So yeah, like, I, I find that quite interesting. Definitely. Um, I feel like we're rambling on to the point where this is going to go a bit longer than we wanted. But it is our first podcast, yeah. so I feel like it's not yeah. it's not going to be perfect. So I feel like maybe we will um, look back at this in a month or so. It's time to be like, I mean, this is tragic. I mean, um, I'm, I feel like taking time to reflect at the end is really yeah, good. Well. Yeah. I feel like we've we've got through everything we wanted to. Maybe not in the most organised way. Maybe it was a bit. Um, Maybe we thought a bit too much about organising it. Yeah. But I think um, getting the audiences, you know, hopefully people listen to this as weeks go on, you know, we hope to get a bit more momentum. You know, we're both digital guys, so we're not sure how what kind of approach we want to do. We're not sure if we want to like, really push it out, see how it does organically, and then build up from that. But, you know, that's something we can build on as the weeks go on. Yeah. Um, also, guys, you know, Get involved, wherever you find this, drop a comment definitely, below, definitely. leave a rating, you know, just give us a bit of feedback. If you have any questions, um, something me and Ash are talking about as episodes go on, um, we're going to do a top 10 kind of system, so the first 10 people to comment on the the audio file, um, we will answer their questions kind of thing at the end of the yeah, podcast, and get a little bit of engagement. I mean, we have to find 10 people that find us <laughs> interesting first, but we'll I will get there. We'll get yeah, it. We'll get episode there. 500. Uh, episode we'll 500. Q&As. We'll <laughs> viewers. Um, but I feel like that would be down the line. That's something really to work to. Like, we just want to improve from here. At the moment, we're just sort of recording in a bootleg studio with a microphone and my MacBook. But it can only get better from here. Yeah. Um, we're not doing it for anything other than the fact that we chat about this stuff all the time. And we just thought if we record it and a couple it's of people enjoy listening to it and they... They maybe feel the same opinion as us and they let us know so we don't feel like we're crazy, then that's great. Yeah, I feel that. Um, just to like wrap it up, you know, what to expect from us. Um, so over the, the coming weeks, we're looking at recording on the weekends, pushing out, you know, start of the week, midweek. Yeah. We are full-time students here. We've both got our little side hustles going, so... Yeah, we're busy guys, but you know, this is something we're quite keen on doing, so you know, I, I feel like see it through. Personally, one thing I really want to talk about down the line is if anyone's interested in our sort of personal uh, what we do to make money as students, maybe people won't be interested, but if anyone is, then that'd be great so to we, know. We'd chill to do a podcast on. Definitely, I'd love yeah. to do that. But other than that, I think that's going to wrap up today. 
Yeah. What you can do if you want to hear a bit more from us, uh, we'll drop our Instagram handles because no one does phone numbers and we ain't giving out that personal details anyway. Yeah, no but, Snapchat. No Snapchat. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 but you can hear us, us up on that. <laughs> um, so we'll drop that in the description if anyone wants to, you know, comment on something we've said, you know, if you've got your take on some of the topics. Um, or you might be someone who's got a voice you want to you wanna have a platform to chat about. Yeah, thanks a lot for listening. Until next time, this has been the MASH Podcast.